It's another episode of Metal Rock and Whiskey. I'm Sailor, and I want to rock and roll and party every day. But not with these douchebags. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, we've, we've got a good one in store tonight. So uh, for the listeners out there that might be new to this show, we do typically compare two albums from one artist against each other. We'll discuss, always argue, and very unprofessionally debate the merits. And in the end, only one album or artist will reign supreme. But tonight, well, tonight is nothing like that. Nope. That is right, Jake. Tonight, instead, we're going to tackle the huge debate. Who is... The king of the douchebags in rock and roll. So tonight's show is part one because, well, <laughs> there's so many goddamn douchebags in the music industry. And tonight we will battle Gene Simmons and Axl Rose. You know where you are. Gross. But something else that's lovely and very important, we are all whiskey nerds on this show. We not only drink copious amounts of whiskey, sometimes more copious than others, we also talk about it. So each show, one of us pairs whiskey with the theme of the show, and tonight that task falls to Jake. But first, what is everyone drinking, guys? Well, uh, after... Uh, after listening to the last episode, which I I was not able to be a part of, um, I felt it only proper, according to Matt, since since all I drink is uh, Four Roses store picks, (laughs) I figured I would just uh, drink that. But, psych, I'm actually drinking a Knob Creek store pick. uh, It's called the Grumpy Groundhog. It's a 13-year, 11-month pick out of Carruthers Wine and Spirits in Nashville, Tennessee. Those guys down there do, I mean, they are, they've got a barrel picking team that is, is second to none. They pick some fantastic barrels. Sounds yummy. Very cool. <clears throat> it is quite yummy indeed. What about you, Matt? Well, as I mentioned off the air, the wife and I are in the middle of a very large move, and I have already packed many of my bottles away. Um, so my choices are very limited right now. So I am actually drinking um, from Bushmills. It's their newest release, uh, Red Bush, which is <laughs> which. <laughs> yes, is that for uh, Axel? Did you do that for no. Axel Rose? I did, it for, I did it for Axel. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you could have done the whiskey segment. Yeah, <laughs> there, there is. Hi, you know, There is some substance behind the choice. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> There's substance, substance behind the red bush. <laughs> so it's matured in bourbon casks, 100%. And uh, it's about $25 a bottle. Uh, I'm sure it is matured. <laughs> yeah. Immature. So sit down some red bush. Oh, God. We're off to a good start, guys. And how about. It's going to be good. <laughs> How about you, Sailor? Tonight I am drinking Telemore Dew Classic. So Te- super Telemore yummy. What? 
Tell them, tell them more. <laughs> tell them more. Jew. Jew. <laughs> not not Jew. <laughs> Wait, but that could have been thematic too with Gene Simmons. It could have actually, <laughs> which is why I chose the tell them more Jew. So there you go. Uh, so that's it. <clears throat> that's what we're drinking. I, hope, I mean, no one can beat the Red Bush. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> so as the listeners as the listeners have probably figured out there's a voice missing tonight so we yep. could uh our, our good friend Ed um happens to be on a plane to Austria right now. Yep. Or is he? <laughs> he is, you guys. He actually told me all about it um last week. He has been invited to judge a sausage eating contest. Oh. In Austria. Whoa. Yeah. So apparently, you know that he lives in Chicago, right? Oh, yeah. Well, he is a family member of the famous Abe <clears throat> Froman, the sausage say. king of Chicago. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. yeah, exactly. So it's in his bloodline. So apparently his family gets asked to go judge these sausage eating contests or worst eating contests um, every year. And this year it was his turn, family tradition. So he's that's what he's doing. <laughs> Wow, that's exciting! That's yeah. very really exciting. exciting. Yeah. Yep. Matt, did Matt? Did he happen to? Did he happen to tell you? Because that's not well, what he told me. No, it's, it's it's definitely not what he told me. I mean, um, because of the prevalence and popularity of our show here, and it reaches all corners of the globe, uh, and you know the great plugs that Ed himself has done for Larceny Bourbon, um, he is now the official. <laughs> Uh, brand ambassador for all of Austro-Hungary, Germany, <laughs> and everything in between. So he's spreading the good word of larceny to the Eastern European folk. Oh God! And I'm sure, uh, as as would go on the show, Jake, I'm sure he told you something completely different. Uh, they could call. Are they going to call him like Ed Franz Larceny? <laughs> <laughs> Edward Von Larceny. No, well, okay. So this is, you know, Ed's really intelligent guy, but this was a little bit embarrassing, and he gave me the okay to go ahead and and, and tell everybody this because it it's can you know it's content, and at the end of the day, it, it content rules over embarrassment. But he was Clearly. actually, a, you know, mm. sailor to your point. I think maybe this is where our lines got crossed, but <clears throat> he was supposed to be judging a, a food eating contest, but it's supposed to be a shrimp on the Barbie eating contest in Australia, but he accidentally got uh, on a plane to Austria. What? Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. He, he, it was his, you know, his mistake. He, Kind of like dumb, that dumb and dumber thing where it's is he in getting, for a getting the Austria lands? Australia mixed up, and oh he was boy. supposed to go to Australia. Oh boy! And now he's on his way to Austria, and oh so boy. I mean, who knows what's going to happen when he, you know when he gets there, and there's there's no shrimp on the Barbie. No, I mean, uh, no. there's no no. Fosters. I don't know. I don't. I don't know, I don't know what story to believe here. I'm confused. I guess we'll just have to find out. I guess so. Yeah. Damn it. Well. <clears throat> well, moving on. I guess we'll we'll wait and see. Uh, 
But Sailor, do you have any rock and metal news for us tonight? Actually, tonight I do not. So tonight we're going to skip the news, and that's probably helpful because we have a big topic ahead of us. Okay, so moving on. I believe you have some whiskey for us, Jake. I do indeed. However, I don't. I don't know if now if I can beat Red Bush or <laughs> <laughs> or uh, or Tullamore Jew, <clears throat> but uh, but I will certainly try. So <clears throat> when when I looked at you know how to how to pair with this theme, I thought to myself, you know, <clears throat> both of these guys within. Both of them within their respective bands uh, and within their respective fan bases of those bands are, are very well respected. However, that's not what we're talking about tonight. <clears throat> we're not talking about Guns N' Roses and we're not talking about Kiss. We're talking about two guys that when they step outside the box, when they step into an arena that maybe they shouldn't be stepping into is when they become douchebags. So, mm, what I'm going with tonight, because in that same realm, what could be douchier than on a whiskey podcast drinking Bacardi and Coke? <gasps> oh my god! Stop it right, freaking I, now! I know, I know. Joke thought to myself: like, Jake whips out something other than whiskey. That would be the douchiest move ever. Okay. And wow. and that was what I was going with, and I couldn't, I could not, I just couldn't bring myself to be that douchey. <laughs> I seriously, I, I mean, I couldn't even, I couldn't even bring myself to to waste the rum in our liquor cabinet to even pour it because it just was too douchebaggy. I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't bring myself to the level of Gene Simmons and Axl Rose, who I'm sure would come on this podcast and drink something other than whiskey. Well, Gene wouldn't drink anything because he's only high on life. Well, yep. He's apparently we, never he's never done any substances at all. Well, sure. there's a line in the Godfather Freak. that says you can't can't trust a man who doesn't drink wine. I hear you. <laughs> so I'm going to stick with my whiskey that I'm already am drinking, but in the meantime, guys don't get too douchey. <laughs> Alrighty then, shall we move on to Indeed. the timeline and a little bit of background on these douches? Well, I'd love yep. to hear some background for the sake of the podcast. Give us a background <laughs> on some douchebaggery, please. Okay. Are you going to give us a background? on? Because as as I was researching, I, I got in a little spiral of actually uh-huh. re- reading the history of douche itself. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's not go there. I'm just gonna stick to the two dudes. <laughs> it's actually really interesting in a gross kind of way. Ew. Ugh. Okay. On, on, yeah. Never mind. Let's Moving talk. On. We're gonna talk about. <laughs> let's about talk about Gene metaphorical Sim- douche. Let's talk yeah. about Gene Simmons first. <laughs> so Gene Klein actually was born Chaim Witz 
and uh, he was born on August 25th, 1949 in Israel. He immigrated to New York City with his mother when he was eight years old. I'm also going to include here that his mother is a Holocaust survivor. She was only one of the few family members that made it out alive. That's so, so not douche. Res- respect to her. Yes. That's totally not douche. No, that's respect to her. So before becoming involved in music professionally, Gene was apparently an excellent typist, so he says, and served as an assistant to an editor of Vogue. He was also a sixth grade teacher for a while. That's scary. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) Simmons, who is a bass player, if people don't know who he is, um, (laughs) he's also known for his large Congratulations. (laughs) <laughs> he's no, he's known for his large tongue and he's a vocalist. He formed the rock band Wicked Lester in the early 70s with Paul Stanley and after a bunch of bullshit that I'm not going to go into now cuz I don't give a shit, they decided to form the and I quote Ultimate Rock Band their words, which of course would end up being Kiss. And of course Kiss is indeed one of the biggest rock bands in rock history, so whatever. He married his longtime, I guess, non-monogamous girlfriend, who knows, former Playboy playmate Shannon Tweed in 2011 after being together for like 28 years and refusing to marry her. They also have two children together. So before he was with Tweed, he was a live-in boyfriend of Cher and then left Cher for Diana Ross. Can't <laughs> eat, don't, won't even touch that right now. Not even going to go there. He's also a very successful businessman and a multi-millionaire. He has many successful enterprises, which, of course, one is Kiss Merchandising and the other is himself. He has done a lot of philanthropic work, so we'll give him that, which I would hope of someone who's a multi-millionaire and came from such a horrible childhood like he did. So, you know, just to be fair, I thought I would mention that. So what makes Mr. Simmons a douchebag exactly? Let the count the ways. All right, here we go. He was recently banned from Fox News for being lewd. I don't know if you guys remember that story. I put it in an episode, one of our episodes, about making lewd comments, pulling up his shirt, and thrusting his hips up against a female anchor. He's been banned for life. From Fox, from Fox News. Of all news stations from Fox News. Good God. In 2002, Simmons was interviewed by Terry Gross on NPR and was asked about Simmons' claim of sleeping with 4,600 women, to be exact. He said to Terry Gross, quote, if you want to welcome me with open arms, I'm afraid you're also going to have to welcome me with open legs. <laughs> Paraphrasing a lyric from the <clears throat> Who's 1981 song, You Better You Bet. Later, he fought the airing of this interview, although he could not block this from being included in Terry Gross's book called All I Did Was Ask. Douche. In 2004, Simmons made a comment on Islam, saying it was a vile culture and made other negative comments on Islam and Muslim culture. After garnering much criticism, Simmons tried to clarify his comments and said he was just speaking of Muslim extremists. Uh-huh. In 2005, Simmons was sued by a former girlfriend for defamation after Simmons portrayed her on a VH1 documentary as a slut. They settled out of court. In 2008, there was a sex tape scandal. Remember I said he's been with his, the mother of his children for 28 years? Oh. Mm-hmm. Anyway. In was 2000- that not her on the film also? Uh, no, it was not. Oh. Um, he said that at Surprise. the time... At the time, he said he had no knowledge of the tape, no knowledge of the recording, but he would be suing for copyright infringement because, of course. 
2014, Simmons made comments in an interview that people who are depressed should just kill themselves. His comments were obviously seen so offensive that several radio stations pulled all Kiss songs from their lineup. Oh, and by the way, this was the week that Robin Williams passed away. Simmons later tried to clarify his comments and sort of apologized. In my opinion, it was a bullshit apology. I mean, imagine being a young Kiss fan, suffering from depression, looking up to your hero, that is Gene Simmons, and he says, go kill yourself. Anyway. After all the apologizing, he would later say, again, after Prince's death several years later, that Prince was pathetic for killing himself. And by the way, this was before the cause of death was released. Later, Paul Stanley would apologize for Simmons' comments. That has happened a lot. And oh, one of my favorites. Gene Simmons, a rich dude in his late 60s, decided to grace us with his notion that women cannot have children and a career. That's right. Let me give you the direct quote. Quote, <laughs> Ladies, if you're thinking of being a working mom, think again. Get over your biological urges, Simmons said. It's natural to want to have kids, but sorry, you can't have it both ways. You have to commit to either career or family. <laughs> and I couldn't possibly complete this little summary of Simmons' douchebaggery without including these choice words on a woman's quickest route to power. Quote, <laughs> Women have a choice. They can dress in potato sacks, but as soon as they pretty themselves up with lipstick, lift and separate them, and point them in our general direction, they're going to get a response. Guys are jackasses. We will buy them mansions and houses, all because of sex. <laughs> in addition to all of this, Gene is just always... Just Gene, Gene Simmons giving makeup advice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In addition to all of this, Gene is always ready to comment on other performers and their talents. Few times he has had praise to give, but more often than not, he has had no problem commenting on his dislike of many, many, many musicians and performers. So there you have it. That is just a tiny little fraction <laughs> of the douchebaggery of Gene Simmons. So now let's move on to Axl Rose, shall we? Or do you want to talk about Gene first and then move on to Axl? Talk future? about Gene. I was going right. to say let's let's talk about him for a few and not minutes. To, not to mention one of those <laughs> musicians you speak of that he spoke down upon is Axl Rose. Actually, yes, it is. Yes, Indeed. yes, very interesting. Uh, I want to add to that list um, a couple <laughs> oh, of things. Could, that we could I all find, add forever. I find very, um, uh, like selling kiss theme co uh, <laughs> condoms. Uh -huh. one with his yep. face on it. Yes, his face, uh, yes, yes. And pretty much believing that only straight men could be rock and roll stars. Correct, yes. Yes, that was yeah. a big one, too. He had yes. some choice words for Freddie Mercury, of all people. Yes. Are Who has you more talent in his fingernail me? than this guy does. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, we could go on. We could Literally is, forever. Yes. The list is you could make a book. horrendous. Horrendous. Yeah, he is, first of all, first of all, 4,600 women. He is so disgusting. He's so gross. Even if he was a nice guy, ew. He's putrid. What in the hell? He's such an asshole. <clears throat> How do you screw almost 5,000 women when you're a piece of shit like that? I don't get it. You know, you almost want to like him just by his background, by his upbringing. Exactly, I mean, yes. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's... You know, that's like the American dream, basically. I mean, such a hard upbringing for him. And you would expect someone who had garnered some fame to be a little bit more humble, you considering know, what he came from. I, 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 I don't know? think it's the, I don't, I would say more than humble, 
I mean, if you read his his story of his childhood, I mean, we're focusing on him being a dick, so I didn't want to bring up too much of that. It is, uh, it's a horrific story. Yeah, but and he and he built himself single handedly. But wouldn't that give you more humanity? If in the face of the most inhumane period of you know recent modern history that happened to your immediate family, don't you think that would make you a more compassionate and humane person? I mean, that's you what think. I would think, and that's what I've experienced yeah. um, with other Holocaust survivors that I've met and people who have come from horrible backgrounds. You have to realize that, and not to like play armchair, you know, psychotherapist, but. You have to you have to realize that you can't try to make sense of somebody that is a textbook narcissist. True. You can't you can't assume that anything that they do is is to the norm of what any other quote unquote normal person would do. Correct. Um, which you know for for all of the philanthropy that he's been a part of, you have it, I'm I mean I was reading through it and. You second guess every last bit of it as to, I mean, is this legit philanthropy or is this just him basically rubbing himself off? You know, I, that's such a good point. I'm so glad you brought that up because I was like, am I going to sound like a really a complete... hard time? I had a really hard time giving him the benefit of the doubt, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I thought about that and I was like, <laughs> if I bring this up, am I going to sound like a dick? But what I thought about it was I have heard, okay. I have, in reading a lot of his comments, and I've seen interviews with this, some of the things that he's said about young people who come from horrifically impoverished situations, talking about how difficult it is for them to get a good education and and come up in life, and his responses are so grotesque, so grotesque. And then he goes and sponsors 1,400 children from other countries. Like, I don't fucking get it. Yeah. To me, his, phil- his philanthropic work... <laughs> really seems like exactly what you said. Like he's patting himself on the shoulder. He's jacking himself off. Good PR. It's, it's a PR. Yeah. I, I yeah. totally, totally, and, and it, totally. It brings you to that philosophical standpoint of is, is any philanthropy just good philanthropy? What, regardless of the motive, if it's, if it's being done, it's, I mean, obviously the people that are receiving it benefited. So you gotta kind of like, you gotta, you have to almost, be able to compartmentalize it to an extent mm-hmm. to say, okay, you know, at least good deed was done. Now you don't have to like the person that's doing the good deed because right. you can definitely second guess their motive, which I absolutely do. Uh, yeah. Right. Because I do feel, I mean, just when you, when you see him, you see him and you see what he does 90% of the time, his personality, everything else, it, it does just, I mean, unless, Hey, you know what? Maybe he's just, I mean, I have a hard time believing this, but maybe he's just a freaking genius. And he just realized early on how to, in, you know, I mean, if you look at the fact that they all changed their names and he, mm-hmm. he is, he, it's, it's almost like an act, an actor that, and this is, you know, hypothetical that he's putting on this character in the public. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just this, you know, caricature of a human being that is boisterous and blah, 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 blah. But in in his heart of hearts that he's maybe just that humble, no. you know, son no. of a son of a survivor that wants to do good works. I'm just saying this is a hypothetical theory. I don't believe that. No. But I, I, I can't rule it out because the good deed is there. But at the same time, for me, I think that he's just a textbook narcissist sociopath 
Agreed. <laughs> totally. I mean, the, the, no, totally. I mean the, pedigree, the pedigree is there. And like you said, Jake, I, I think it's just another platform for him to just posture, you know, nar- narcissistically, as you said. Yeah. Um, yeah. To come off looking good, you know, when in fact he's just doing it all for himself and... Yeah, if you're a good guy yeah. deep down inside, you're not going to tell people to go fucking kill themselves, piece of no. shit. Like, no. that's disgusting. I mean, <clears throat> and you, like, reading, like, the, when he clarified it, got made it even worse. I mean, the, the <laughs> breath of. foot here. Oh, my God. It was so. Yeah, and retracting so your horrible. statement two weeks later doesn't yeah. make anything better because no. that's what seems to be the pattern is that he says oh, something yeah. stupid and yeah. then. You know, two weeks go by and he redacts it either in writing or, you know, in oh, an interview. Oh, he sues everybody when he doesn't oh, and suit, want it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. and we'll see the same with Axel. It's just lawsuit yes. after lawsuit after lawsuit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, his lawyers must make a killing off of him because he sues everybody. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, and, you know, I, yeah. I it, the other thing that has always bothered me about him is if name a band that came up during the time or right after Kiss, or as I would say in the, like the next 10 year period. He discovered them all. I, we Wait, discovered Van them. We Van discovered Halen. them. We, yeah. we, we got, we, Sabbath. Uh, Iron Maiden, like everybody, everybody, yeah. literally everybody. He discovered all of them, everybody. Like, listen, just because a fucking band opened for you, you piece of shit, doesn't mean you discovered that band, you giant throw-headed <laughs> douchebag. He makes me so sick. Like, it was this past couple of days, like, having to watch interviews of him and reading his comments, it was really difficult to research for this topic because it made me, like, at first I was like, oh, you're so gross, uh, whatever. But then some of the comments made me enraged. Like, he's such a chauvinistic pig. I got, oh, God. And so this morning or this afternoon, I was, like, finishing up the timeline. So I'm still, like, hot off the presses of being so pissed off listening to his bullshit that it's hard for me to discuss this non-emotionally. To, to that point, to that point, it, that's what it reminds me of, though. When you read through and you see, you see, like, his public history and you, and you look at, uh, he tested very intelligent as a youth and blah, 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 blah. And, and it's like, is he... I mean, is he really just because there's a lot of people that, you know, public figures and I'm not going to get political and drop names or whatever. But you see certain public figures that they purposefully say things that are just obnoxious, obscene, stupid, just to get the reaction and then leave it to their PR people to clean up the mess. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those. And I think especially if you look at the time frame that, you know, the, the era in which he got really popular was, was when that philosophy of any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. So it makes you wonder, I mean, because some of the stuff that he says, you would just have to be stupid to say it in public, but yet here he is maybe just freaking sly as a cat just playing the playing the media like a fiddle i don't know uh, <laughs> yeah, I maybe mean, he, yeah maybe maybe he because he plays opposite. he plays yeah. like both sides of the fence all the time like you're reading through like comments that he makes and you're like is is he playing it that well or is he really just a complete contradicting hypocrite 
I think he's a complete <laughs> contradicting hypocrite. Yeah. It I makes do. you wonder. Like, I think he's like this I guy think is he's, hard to follow. He does. He plays both sides of the. <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes. he's like yeah. a, he's like a serial killer. He's very methodical. That's exactly what I was. He's very say. disciplined. Like yeah. that's why when you said a sociopath, he's. I think he's on the verge of being a psychopath in a way. I was literally I mean, going to say serial. The killer. not at never drinking, <laughs> like never drinking, never doing drugs. Being so, I mean, he's absolute. His IQ was off the charts. Yeah, he's, he's absolutely a genius in in business. Certainly, the show. Did you ever watch his show, Family Jewels? I think Maybe I watched one like episode. One, yeah, like one episode just mm-hmm. to see like what the hell it was. And his, like his aura made me uh, cue cue uh, vomiting emoji. Yeah, he was. It was so <laughs> staged and so fake. Uh, yeah, it was. It was so awful. But I mean, not like every other reality show that's so real. No, but I mean, it was <laughs> like this was the most staged. I felt uh, not like I watch a lot of these things, but it was. It was so scripted. But I remember watching him and thinking, I wonder if after he passes away, we're gonna find out that he was like one of these famous serial killers. You know, and the whole time he's like, ah. Gene Simmons, I've been in your face this Dude. whole time. Jokes yeah, he's like, on he's you, like the, He's like the Zodiac. Yes, <laughs> yeah. totally. Because he's just so Surprise, bitches. creepily <laughs> methodical. He's so, and he's just, there feels like That's there's That's what a, I mean, though. There's like, an emptiness in his soul yes. to the core when he makes some of these comments. Oh, I mean, oh, God, it's so, it's, it's like Ugh. the it's the most disgusting representation of the of like the Machiavellian mindset of the uh, the whole like end justifies the means like absolutely he he has an end in mind and and it doesn't matter what he has to say do sell whatever to get there and he seems like one of the not to bring up his background again but he seems just like one of those guys instead of being grounded uh, by his upbringing he just seems bitter agreed bitter man yes Yes. you know it's just the world owes him everything oh yes and yeah yeah the exact opposite of what he should be yeah yes i think that's what i that's what i wonder is uh, again i I don't want to get off into a tangent about this but i've read many i have jewish family members and i've read very i've read many books and and actually seen um, several Holocaust survivors in, in lectures and speaking engagements. And um, I think that as with many, as with, you know, survivors of anything as horrific, I think you go one of two ways or maybe three ways. One, it breaks you and you never recover. Two, you survive successfully in spite of it. And three, it hardens you and, and makes you an, an angry, empty human being. It makes you. It, it steals your soul, and you. Your life becomes a vendetta against it, if that makes sense. And I feel like that's the route that he went. I, I think. I think something. You know, uh, <clears throat> something that we're gonna probably make a a connection on with both of these guys is that they both had very um, unconventional upbringings. Where <clears throat> you know, talking about Gene, where. He came to America with just his mother and mm-hmm. his his half siblings and his father stayed in Israel. Mm-hmm. And it's I mean, that's there's got to be some backstory there. I mean, I haven't, you know, nor will I ever read a Gene Simmons autobiography or anything of that sort. But <laughs> just, you know, the surface research that I did, it, it made me I mean, there's certainly there's triggers there for certain 
you know, psychological, um, I don't want to, I don't want to use the word disorder because I don't want to disparage anybody that, you know, actually is, is, uh, in that, in that realm. But there's certainly, there's, there's a, uh, a calculation there leading to to a possible sum. Yeah, both very mind. tough, both very tough upbringings, completely yeah. different yeah. backgrounds. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. As we'll see. Yeah. Well, in addition to him being a douchebag and a piece of crap, I think his band is average at best. So uh, personally, I, okay. never <sighs> understood. Soapbox, I can't stand Kiss. I don't like their music. I don't like any of their songs. I don't. I don't mind. I don't it, even but... like. You know, even even when you have. Uh, like that, you know, locational pride, and and I should be like, oh, Detroit Rock City is a good one. No, nope. I don't even like that. <laughs> I love Detroit. F that song. I don't. I don't like anything. I, I've never understood. I've got friends. I got a buddy of mine that I, I worked with for years. Who was, you know, he's a Kiss Army guy. Ugh, like, sees, has seen them hundreds. Of, you know, not hundreds. Has seen them a bunch of times. Loves them. It's his favorite band. I'm like, dude, they. They're not good. No, it's, it's, I mean they're just an okay. average rock band to I me. Know, we're like, gonna, I'm gonna I piss like off to, some listeners by saying no, I, this you know, too. Uh, okay. I, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> we we've had we like to. I like to always preface that you know everybody's palate's different with sure. whiskey and sure. with music. I'm just saying how I feel about it. I think it sucks. I blows my mind that anybody could enjoy it. I try. I I mean this week I tried to listen to it and it's just like yep. it's just. It's just not good. Ugh, I mean, there is a couple songs I'm like, okay, you know, if they can't, they come on, they're fun party songs, whatever. But man, my cousin growing up, my older cousin was ob- obsessed with Kiss, and he actually took me to a Kiss show when I was way too young because he knew someone that could get us in. Um, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get I don't it know. at all. I just don't get not it. At all. So that just adds to my distaste. And dislike of Gene Simmons that I also think his band is garbage. So if his band was amazing, well, I'm not going to say amazing about Guns N' Roses, but we'll, we'll, it's a little different with Axel. But God does not help when I hate your band. Just doesn't help. Well, hate. I just could care less. It, the only good, yeah. the only good thing to me that came from Kiss and Gene Simmons specifically was when the grandma in Happy Gilmore wears the Gene Simmons mask. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, That's so random. That is, so that right. is the that oh is my like God. that is cinema gold right there. Especially when when Shooter kisses her, but he's like he's kissing the fake Gene Simmons mask tongue. Yeah. That <laughs> oh that that's fantastic. Outside of that, I mean, Gene Simmons could be wiped from history, and and I I feel like I'd be better for it. Well, there's one more thing. (laughs) There's one more thing I will say that I appreciate coming from Kiss, and that's Mini Kiss. (laughs) Yes. What? Explain. You've never seen Mini Kiss? Oh, you don't know Mini Kiss? (laughs) Oh, my. Uh, Well... Well, okay, well, so I I think is this like a YouTube thing? No, because it's you guys not. Were no, talking, no, 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 no. So they're I, a I real missed, band. I missed the last last episode with Danzig, and when you guys started talking about the uh, the Danzig memes, I was in the dark. I had never seen. What? So so this morning I'm I'm listening to the to the episode, and I immediately I paused the episode, and I went 
and I Googled uh, Danzig meme and I was cracking up at all of the Danzig. I mean, that's hilarious. Uh, Amazing, right? One of okay, so I saw all the ones that that you guys talked about in the episode. The Mike Tyson Danzig, where it's <laughs> if, if Danzig, that Danzig. was fantastic. <laughs> so so I, I'm not, I, you know, I I'm not uh, I'm not well versed on um, on like viral stuff. It's not vi- it's not it's a band. Mini Kiss is a band. They're no. a live actual band. So just are they go- what I think they are? They might be. Just Google. I, I just just do the Googles, and okay. we'll talk about it in our Facebook okay. group. But okay, <laughs> yes. awesome. The, okay, the only joy I think he's brought to the world. <laughs> Are we gonna are we gonna put a bow on Gene here? Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's tie him up and shove him in the. So on a scale of one to ten, <laughs> douche. Yeah, I'm gonna ten. say level ten. No. Yeah, level yeah. ten. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jake. <laughs> let's. Let's talk. Okay, so so outside of because we have to we have to set a parameter of doucheness. Okay. Because I mean, is he the most douchiest of of douches ever? Because if we say he's a ten on the douche scale, that means that he's the douchiest of douches in 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 musical history. Well, he is the first one we're talking about on the first part. <laughs> but that's what of I mean. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to overshoot. overshoot <laughs> it could be that the they episode. all come out to be tens. Who <laughs> oh, knows? All right. Well, okay. Yeah. I guess there's that too. I mean, okay. I give him a ten. I'm giving him a ten. That's he's ten for me. Ten on the douche scale. I okay. give him a ten too. I mean, he's disappointing. Yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I would be hard pressed to not go not go full on ten. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> all right. There. There you have it. Okay. So let's dive into Mr. Well, Axel Rose, shall we? Why don't Why don't we take a break and fill our glasses and empty our bladders, and then uh, come back and and talk about Redbush? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll then. we'll go into the jungle when we come back. Oh God! Oh. Gross. <laughs> so All right, I already peed. All right, Ed, Ed, play some music. So. Everybody pee? Did. You guys all good? We did. Go. Fill your glasses. You ready? <coughs> Absolutely. All right, let's do this. Axel Rose was born William Bruce Rose on February 6th, 1962 in Indiana. He was raised in a very strict Pentecostal home and had a very, very troubled childhood. He sang in the choir at his local church and studied piano in his youth. In his late teens... After being in a lot of trouble with the law, he moved to L.A. and started his own band called Axel, which was the inspiration for his name. He was in and out of a few bands before starting Guns N' Roses and before they hit it big. Rose became known for addressing the crowd and the security staff at live shows, controlling situations where he felt they were wrong or unsafe. And all too often, he was accused of stopping concerts for minor incidents, and that really pissed off his fans. (laughs) He also became notorious for walking off stage in the middle of a show and fighting with his bandmates and then walking off stage, often causing riots and serious damage to venues. In November of 1988, the band and Rose in particular were accused of promoting racist and homophobic messages with the song One Million Off GNR Lies. 
I don't feel completely comfortable reciting the lyrics here, so I won't. You can Google them. I hope a song like this would never make it onto a record today. It not only uses the N-word, but it also complains about, quote, faggots spreading diseases and, it al- and is also Jeez. incredibly disparaging to immigrants. When it's asked, very blatant. It's very blatant. When asked yeah. about using the N-word and the other remarks, he defended himself and the lyrics several times. Some years later, he would soften his response a bit, but still did not apologize for the racist or homophobic remarks. Douche. In 1991, during the user... Your- check and check. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. During the Use Your Illusion tour, the controversial incidents continued in a big, big way. He would often take the stage hours after hours after the band was scheduled to perform. In July of 1991, a little over an hour into a concert near St. Louis, Rose requested security staff personnel confiscate a fan's video camera. When they didn't, Rose himself dived into the crowd to try to grab the camera. After being pulled on stage, he said, thanks to the lame-ass security here, I'm going home, and left. 2,500 fans staged a riot, resulting in an estimated $200,000 in damage and his subsequent arrest and conviction. And then again, in 1992, Rose provoked a riot at a show in Montreal during a co-headlining tour with Metallica. Before Guns N' Roses was supposed to go on, Metallica's set was cut short after James Hetfield suffered second-degree burns in a pyrotechnics accident. Guns N' Roses was asked to go on early to fill the gap, but they were unable to because... Guess who wasn't at the venue yet? Nearly an hour into their show. Douchey McDoosterson? Mm-hmm. When they did finally go on, Rose all of a sudden complained of voice problems and just walked off stage. A riot erupted in downtown Montreal, resulting in an estimated $400,000 in damages. In November of that year, Rose was convicted again of property damage and assault in relation to that riot. So Guns N' Roses eventually falls apart with every bandmate basically stating the same thing. Rose was hell to work with. He also, at that time, drew from the public and became a total recluse. He came out of hiding, though, in 2001 at the Rock in Rio number 3. Then in 2002, after another riot erupted in Vancouver when he didn't show up for a scheduled concert, this riot caused over $100,000 in damage, and the Chinese democracy tour that he was supposed to be on was canceled because most of the dates he didn't show up for. Or because the music sucked. Well, that too. <laughs> let, me, let me give you a quick rundown on some of his douchey items. One, he refused to show up to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction when Guns N' Roses was inducted. Get, com- Two, get comfy, folks. This might take a while. It's yes. gonna. Well, I, I try to keep it short. Again, could go on forever, but just picked out some of my favorites. Two, as an April Fool's joke, Offspring's Dexter Holland claimed that their as yet to be titled album would be called Chinese Demo Crazy. You snooze, you lose, he said. That's awesome. But Axel wasn't laughing. He sent his lawyers after him. That's oh the cra- that's the crazy bell in the background. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> That's the that's the douche meter ringing. Pour one out for Dexter. I know. Is that um? It's probably the only good thing he's ever done because I don't like that band. So in two thousand in a two thousand eight oh. interview, what, don't start. When asked who his favorite cartoon <laughs> characters were, he said, "My favorite cartoon characters are Metallica and Slash." 
the fuck does that mean <laughs> I, I don't know in a 1992 rolling stone number four in a 1992 Hi, Earth, have we met rolling stone interview <laughs> he said i just like to say that i have a personal disgust for small dogs like poodles i have some serious physical problems with them everything about them means i must kill them i must end quote Jeez, physical problems <laughs> dude don't fuck with dogs i will end dude. you <laughs> Number five, when Scott Whelan teamed up with other GNR former members as Velvet Revolver, Axel called Whelan a fraud and said that his former guitarist, Duff, was spineless. Bitter much? Number six. Call, remember when no, he, that's, called, that's called just flat out jealousy because Velvet Revolver was awesome and yeah. Chinese democracy sucked. Sucked. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what that is. That's just yes. straight up jealousy. Yeah. Yeah. So, number six. Remember when he had fake white boy dreadlocks? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then there were cornrows. Cornrows later. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's my favorite. Number seven. He had his legal team deliver a notice to Google to take down fat Axl Rose pics. Google, <laughs> Google has yet to comply with the takedown requests as the, oh, with the images cool. in question, which include <laughs> captions like, take me down to the bakery city, or where, <laughs> where the pies have cream and the cakes are tasty, still remain, <laughs> remain accessible. <laughs> it, should, it should be known. We, I, it has to be known that uh, one of our favorite things to do in, in our uh, in our text, uh, our group text is to post Axl Rose memes. Yes. Of like Axl Rose cake and other such things. So, yes. Yeah. So number, <laughs> That's number actually, eight. I think that was that actually kind of what spawned the whole. Yes. Like, yeah. Douche contra, you know. Yeah. Every yeah, time we would talk about a douche, we would put him in there. <laughs> I would put Lars, but then, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so number eight. Here's another favorite. He actually provoked Tommy Hilfiger, the designer, to punch him <laughs> after Rose pushed him out of the way and threatened to kill him. Oh, my Like, gosh. he made Tommy Hilfiger punch him. <laughs> okay, here's, and I'm going to end with this one because, again, I could have gone on forever. Apparently, one night before a show, Rose got into a brawl in a hotel with a fan. The fan had mistakenly called him Bon Jovi. Rose was was none too pleased. Dude, I want to punch them too. No, fuck, let me just say, that would have been a major compliment, you garden gnome. I was going to say, if he he wishes. If I was Bon Jovi and somebody called me Axel Rose, I would punch him. I'd be insulted, exactly. Both ways. So, okay, the next night, maybe, maybe it depends on what year this is happening who cares who cares bon jo- okay. oh please anyway okay Anyways. so the next night axel rose gets on stage at a gnr show and went on a total rant about john bon jovi saying that he could feast on his male member to keep it clean bon jovi re- responded <laughs> john bon jovi responded very simply he's a joke <laughs> is there okay real quick real quick is there anything worse than when you go to a concert and the lead singer goes on a rant oh i can't stand it i I, just shut up and sing just shut up i mean two two of my i'm not gonna bring it up two of my favorite bands i've that i've seen multiple times in concert at one each of their shows lead singer has gone on a rant and it's like ah and it's you know it's political and it's like you know what just yeah i didn't come here for that go you know on another you know what go on go on uh go on fox news and get banned from there 
another guy who just <laughs> another guy who just popped in my head who does that a lot or who did that a lot because he's definitely not relevant now. Kind of like Axel is Fred Durst. Oh God! Oh, he could what? be he could be he could round be. three. I can't yeah, believe he was three. ever relevant. Ugh, round that, three of he's douche. an embarrassment to Americans. <laughs> Yeah, God. but but he was the anyway. same way about the rants yeah. live and you know, pissing ugh. on the fans yeah. and all that shit. Ugh. Good lord! Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the two bands that I was talking about, I have a lot of respect for, and that's why I'm not going to bring them up. Let's but. let's pull it back to Axel real quick. Yeah. So sorry, just to end this. So he, <laughs> no, this is what he, we do. He has sued. <laughs> al- he has sued almost every former band member, every former Ugh. label, every former manager, producer, manager, and managers, yeah. producers, all of them. Like all the guy does is sue, 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 sue and he has been sued and arrested and convicted so <laughs> many times. Okay, I couldn't even keep up count. So there you, know you have. We should have started with. We should have. Okay, we need to have the douche checklist. So okay. it's like. Doesn't go by his birth name. Check. Check. <laughs> Check. Uh, sues everybody. Everyone. Check. <laughs> Check. Makes it's really like... inappropriate, <laughs> yeah, inhumane remarks. comments. Makes, Check. Makes, makes either uh, sexist, racist. Um, or all of the above. <laughs> off the wall political remarks. Check. Check. I mean, what, what, so let's, let's just fill this list out. What, what's another super douchey musical realm thinks that his band is better than it actually <laughs> yes. is or was oh yes so false yeah false sense of greatness check yeah like <laughs> um, i'm sorry but you didn't write textbook check. narcissism you didn't check. write like beethoven's you know <laughs> moonlight sonata for shit's sake okay you were a great rock band in the 80s your music didn't even age well your shit afterwards sucked get over it i will say I will say for a five-year period, I think there may not have been a better frontman than him. From like eighty-seven to ninety-two. Yes. No. Well, and and uh, we talked. We talked. Well, but we talked about this. That we're wait not. Wait a minute. We will. We will have an episode about Guns and Roses at some point. And that that flash of time yeah. of that late eighties, early nineties, that like three to four album Guns and Roses span is. It, it is as good as it as it gets. However, we're talking about. I know, but even but you even gave wait, 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 wait. You know, no, 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 wait. His philanthropy. No, 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 no. Wait a second. Wait a yeah. second. Hold on. Well, at least at least Axl Rose was part of a band that had a yes, time yes. frame that was amazing. Gene Simmons, Kiss, F and sucks. And there's talent. There's <laughs> okay, talent but that's your opinion. Rose. But let me just say, let me just say yeah. this. Let me say okay. this. Okay. Even during out. the good period of Guns and Roses. Yes, he was he had he could be a great frontman. Yes. But a lot of those no shows, walking off stage, no, all of that was happening no, during agreed. the good period. So I wouldn't say he was a great frontman because part of being a great well, frontman is just, you deliver the fans what they want, play. you show up, well, you do your job. Okay. Studio yeah. studio okay. album. Studio okay. album. Okay. Studio album wise, he performed I mean, as good as I mean, he's he's on a short list of great frontmen in rock, hard rock history, as far as studio album performances go for that time frame of like eighty six to ninety two, roughly. Mm. Is that about yeah. that time? 
like 88 mm, 92. So, like i'll even shorten so, it up a little bit so more. is what like yeah appetite yeah. appetite yeah. and then illusion one and two but by, but by 92 uh, and 93 yeah, maybe. by 90 92 pretty good still pretty good yeah. yeah. Yeah, agreed. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, big time. Yeah. But, but yes, uh, to your point, Sailor, alive and in person, yeah. he's always been a douche. <laughs> I mean, uh, since since he was a delinquent of the state of Indiana, I would say from that point forward, he's kind of always been a douche in person. Do you want to know something really interesting? That, like, as I was thinking about this as I'm comparing the two, similar thread... Um, between these two fuckers, Axel Rose is a, and he, the only reason I'm bringing this up is that he has publicly talked about it. He's a survivor of, of childhood sexual abuse several times. Um, I, I, you've got two survivors of terrible things happening in their formative years. Well, let's, let's and just, then they, then they find great, great success. Let's put a caveat of, of, of alleged because he's, he's the one who's making, the accusations and the person he's accusing is it. It was dead by the time that he accused. No, it, it was not just too. his birth, birth father. Yeah. Well, he made yeah he made well. accusations about his stepfather abusing and his him siblings and his corroborated. stepsister. Oh, yeah, they, they did. Cor- okay, they did. Yeah, okay, they corroborated. Then I, okay, I I yeah. didn't see that. So yeah, he's actually spoke about it quite a bit. Um, okay. So I I think and also his stepfather was psychotic as well. Like. Yeah. Off the off the rails, okay. psychotic and very I, I, abusive. You know, to I, I missed the point at which his uh, story was corroborated. So yeah, um, so I just find that an interesting similarity. You know that they come from backgrounds that are difficult in their formative years, and then they find great success quite easily, actually. Because uh, it, the funny thing that I always hear Gene Simmons talk about is how hard he had to work for everything, which. You know, Kiss found their – he found his success in music pretty quickly. You know, there are some bands that have been out there for 10, 15, 20 years working their asses off doing self-promoted tours and then hit it big. I would say that's working your ass off for it. You know, these guys got lucky. Right time, right place, right situation. So I think, if, you know, to come from backgrounds like that – have the personality disorders that they have and then find success so easily and such large success is is might be a thread through all of these douchebags as, as we go on i wonder I, I would also i would also opine to that point that it's i don't think it's a coincidence that both of them found success playing a character outside of themselves they both played you know if even if you're going to go to the most basic point of of changing your name having a stage name or a change your i think both of them wanted to not be that their actual selves they wanted oh, sure they, they wanted to and you hear you hear a lot of uh <clears throat> excuse me you hear a lot of uh comedians and actors discuss this where they felt comfort and they felt security playing yeah. somebody that wasn't themselves Absolutely. It gave them a sense of freedom. It gave them a sense of power to be able to um, act and speak a, a way in which they they couldn't and they felt threatened to in their normal skin. Sure, that I, makes I don't sense. think I, I just can't. I can't. I can't buy that. That's a coincidence that both of these. No, guys... agreed. No, <clears throat> I agree with you. 
But they're also both like Axl Rose to me has always been like a bratty kid. Like, I'm not getting what I want. <laughs> uh, I'm going to throw a tantrum. I just I think someone should have just smacked his little butt and told him to sit, sit down and take a time out in the corner. I mean, that's literally what he deserved. Whiny AF. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. Big time Supreme whiny prima AF. Madonna to the max. So, and now, and okay. So here's the issue with these two fuckers. Gene Simmons is still, <laughs> somehow, still makes shit tons of money off of Kiss. Still is asked to be interviewed, and he has a new book coming out. He's, he's, fucking, a, he's a I brilliant mean, merchandiser. Okay, he's a marketer. But, he is but, a marketer. Axel Rose, <laughs> parallel, just is the new lead singer for ACDC. Like, Not how the fuck the does tour, that happen? The tour with, with Guns N' Roses <laughs> was like the fourth or fifth third or fourth biggest tour of all time grossing dude he's he no, can't he even like sing anymore have either, have either of you fat have either of you hell? heard the axel led acdc yet no i don't want to i, I haven't either it'll so, break I mean, my heart <laughs> i was hoping one of one of you guys would have listened and maybe had a comment to to no. what it sounds like i i i couldn't find it or i i, I didn't well try. he I said but i can't imagine out. How it would sound good because his voice has sounded like shit for a long, yeah. long yeah. time. No, like this is not even years, recent, yeah. like At a least. very long time. More than well, that, well, I from, think. His voice. Well, his voice no, I think it was in the 90s. to the shitter in the okay. 90s. I think it was like the mid 90s, right? Yeah, I want to say like 97. When he came I think out you're of, right. Yeah. Came out of hibernation. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I I'm, felt I felt like I, I saw an interview with him. In the '90s, it must have been like a had to man. I, I can't pinpoint what it was. I just remember that like he blamed it on like smoking cigars and oh, and his up. voice went to shit because he smoked cigars. Blah blah. And it was like, yeah. I mean, his he had such a. I mean, his vocal style was so niche that you're just not going to be able to carry that forever. Certainly. I, I mean, Not it's hard. It's I hard mean, enough. It's hard enough to just be a quality vocalist for your entire life. I mean, uh, most singers. We we talked about. I mean, we talked about this from Metallica with James, and 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 it seems like as vocalists age, the bands will actually start playing their songs in different mm-hmm. keys yeah. live, yeah. so that just so that the singer can sound good. Yeah. And when you're talking about a guy like Axl Rose, who, I mean, his greatness was his niche. The fact that he sounded different, you just can't keep that Well, his that range sound. was amazing, too. He had yeah. an amazing range. Oh, and for keep, sure. To hold on to that, you have to do, if you, you know, listen to, um, there's a wonderful to be documentary able to sing on falsetto, Marie. To be able to sing falsetto as an older man. It, it's not. It's, it's almost not impossible. So yeah, there, there's an amazing documentary on Maria Callas, which talks about a lot about how singers keep, especially ones that um, have huge ranges, like opera singers typically do. How they have, how hard they have to work to keep their voice up. It is a daily. It is you. Yeah. It's like any other muscle. You've got to work it out. You've got to protect yeah. it. You've it's, got to care for it. You have to train. You have to train. Off, yeah, totally. Like a, like a marathon. Often you're having surgeries, multiple surgeries throughout your life. Um, a lot like Adele has already had one, and she's yeah. very young, yeah. and she talks about it. Cindy Lauper has had like there's so many. Um, it, you can't just 
sit on your ass and be like, well, you know, here we go. Because your voice <laughs> deepens with age. You know, you lose a lot of the power. You lose a lot of your breath. You have to work hard at it. And he didn't work hard at it, clearly. And now he's fat Axl Rose who sucks and can't sing. <laughs> and he sucks. Did I mention he sucks? <laughs> so where do we want to put him on our douchebag scale? I mean, for different reasons, I still have to uh, give it a 10. I mean, I, mean, I do, but for different reasons. Yeah, yeah, he's he's still, yeah, he's still a solid, yeah, good point, Matt, for very different reasons. Yeah. I mean, Gene Simmons, to me, was a 10 because of, because of his, like, sociopathic, narcissistic tendency and, and his just... Um, whether intentional or reactionary, just his public persona, he's a 10. With Axel, it's just, he just seems, uh, whether it's a cry for help or attention and whatever it is, I mean, I'm, I'm, I still am going to give him a 10 based on the actions. I mean, the motive might, seriously just be a cry for help yeah which is sad it's sad but at the end of the day yeah the actions deserve a 10 agreed on the douche he, scale he's a 10 for, he's a 10 for me for so many reasons some similar <laughs> some different but the biggest reason i would say i'm putting him as a 10 is you know fuck you acdc comes to you and for some crazy <laughs> stupid ass reason thinks say you know what guys like, it would be a dream, but I don't have it anymore. I just don't have the chops anymore. Those days are past. I, I can't do it. Fuck Axl Rose. Fuck him since he was... <laughs> fuck him all, all along for not showing up. How dare you? How dare you? You make a living off of the people who purchase tickets to see your show. They buy your albums, they buy your merchandise, and they pay for concert tickets. How dare you? How dare you make money off of them and not show up to concerts or walk out on concerts? Yeah, that's, Fuck you. To me, that's that as is, douchey as it gets. That is, it's the that to me is the absolute ultimate. Was there anyone else that you guys think of off the top of your head that was like that? That would show up an hour, two hours late for a gig? I know, I know. I heard, I heard like, I heard like, oh, I heard yeah, Madonna was others. Big on doing that too. But I mean, as far as like metal, Ugh, and rock you know, goes, I think. That. There's your drug addicts and yeah. whatever in the past that, you know, for that reason. And, and maybe, I mean, you don't give them a pass, but at least it's like there's an issue there. And whereas him, it's just like he just seemed like yeah, he just he made just it being a like douche. his thing. Yeah, <laughs> he was just yeah. being that's like yeah. that's douche dick combo. <laughs> yeah, because he wasn't like a serious. I mean, he did he drank and did drugs, of course, but there were no reports of him he wasn't no, missing concerts. No, because exactly. Of That's what I was gonna say. There were no reports of him like having like serious addiction problems. Yeah, he was just a no. partier. Um, so I don't think that. No, he's just yeah, a piece yeah, of shit. He's, yeah, he'll does what he wants. A when ten he wants. on the douche scale. That's it. So. We will sum it up by saying, fuck you, Gene Simmons, and fuck you, Axl Rose. You're both 10 on the douche scale. Do we have to you pick, a, Not have to pick a, a doucher? Not yet. Because we still a have two other douches. Well, we, well, we got to one we now, part right? Two show. No? Now, there's technically, well, there's technically not a, it's not going to be a, a winner. It's going to be a loser. We're going to yeah. pick the ultimate loser. Yeah. So I think we have to wait for the next show. 
and the ultimate loser moves on to play the winner of next episode. Or we just put them all up against loser? each other. I think Ooh, we just... Ooh, okay. Because so maybe, they're both a 10, these guys. So maybe, maybe after we do the next episode, we do a Facebook uh, group poll. Yeah. And let the listeners decide who is the douchiest of the douches. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yep. I think that might be the way to go. Mm. All right. I like it. Any any last uh, final thoughts on on these uh, <laughs> vinegar scented humans? Yeah. D- Google Axel Rose. <laughs> Google fat Axel Rose. I promise you. Yeah, the next time you're frustrated or sad or angry or whatever, oh you're having gosh. a shit day. Just yes. Google fat Axel Rose. You will be so happy you did it. You will have the time of your life, and you know you'll what? owe it all to me. Just to this point, though, too, go listen to, like, Appetite for Destruction and realize that that a-hole is the reason why that band didn't continue to play. I mean, because if you listen to that flash in the pan where they're together and they're red hot and that music is just awesome, and then you're like, man, Why? Why could they have not have gone on and made 10 other albums over the next 20 years that were this great? And you realize that every single band member, like you said, Sailor, every single band member has had the same testimony yep. of this guy. The greatest the problem. debut album exactly. of all time. Yep. And and of course. Yep. Yep. And of, yep. Yeah. 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 And of, course, genre. and of course, in textbook sociopathic fashion, he blames all of them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. Uh, sorry, doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. If if for nothing else, the fact that uh, that he ruined the future of Guns and Roses puts yep. him at a ten for me. Yep. Agreed. Definitely. Fucked up that potential. <clears throat> well, let's do, do we, Matt? Should we move on from from douchey to good stuff? Yeah. How, how do we transition? Is there a segue? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess what's everyone's favorite podcast now? <laughs> what's your what's your yeah what's your what's your least, what's douchey least podcast douchiest podcast or band or album or anything? I've been listening. You know what I've been doing lately? I've been going back for some reason um, and listening to things that I used to listen to in my teenage years and my early twenties and seeing if I still like it. Barbara Streisand. Uh, sure, <laughs> sure. Good old Babs. Just throwing it out there. The the uh, the, the title tracks from Yentl used to be on uh, repeat for me. <laughs> Papa, can you hear me? I, like I don't even know why I, like I know Yentl. that. That was great. That was impressive. That was impressive that you just shut up. Shot that out. That I pulled up. <laughs> Man. My my mother made me go see that movie <laughs> when I was like, I don't know, 12 and I wanted to poke all of like if I if I wanted to poke out my eyes, my my organs, my rip out all my hair. It was awful. <laughs> it is like it's it's burned into my brain forever. <laughs> anyway, um so I was listening to a lot of Sonic Youth this week and um oh. God, I just love them. Really do. <laughs> That's me. That's all I got. So, I was actually. Too, I'm not. Uh, I'm not well versed in Sonic Youth, but 
I was uh, <clears throat> I, I was watching a YouTube um, one of those like worst. It was a review of the worst um, like worst list episode. <clears throat> so this was like uh, a YouTube personality was going over like the worst top one hundred guitarist list. <clears throat> so this top one hundred guitarist list had, I mean, okay, just just each of you shoot one name that you you would guarantee would be on the top 100 guitarists in rock history that, on the good guitarists of, yeah. of good guitars or bad no this is so if you were to if you were to make a top 100 greatest guitarists in rock history list oh greatest who would guaranteed a yeah. name that would be on Jimi Hendrix Jimi okay. Hendrix okay okay Van yeah, Halen neither of those were on this list what <laughs> So this, Get so out this, of here. this was that uh, I brought it up before. The, so uh, Stevie T, who is a great guitarist, and his his YouTube channel, he was mocking this list because it was it was an, a writer. I think it might have been okay. I'm not even gonna say because I can't think off the top of my head what publication this top 100 guitarist list was in, but it was the most ridiculous list. <laughs> but the shining you know, the shining uh, silver lining of this list. So he had like Skrillex was on this list. What? Who Skrillex doesn't play guitar. I mean, he, he actually, if you look at Skrillex Who? YouTube channel, he actually does play guitar, but who in his actual one? music, he doesn't. <laughs> he had. Yeah. Who okay. was number one? Okay. Well, that's what I'm getting at. Oh, I, I'm, I'm slow playing this a little bit <clears throat> because, uh, like he went through different people on this list, and it was terrible. He had uh, Jam Master J from Run DMC, what? what? And his and and the guy the guy that did the list, his his explanation was is that he did such a great job arranging Joe Perry's guitar riffs when Aerosmith and Run DMC paired, yet Joe Perry was not on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Face palm. So the only, so this is why I bring it up. The only silver lining of this was that the guitarists from Sonic Youth were number one wow. on the list. <laughs> number one. I don't agree that they're number I one. I, I'm worried. I love Sonic yeah. Youth. They are do, do yeah. not belong on they're that very, list. They're very talented, but not so, number so one. His, his thing was like at least they put. A good guitarist on this list. <laughs> wow. wow. So, I, like I said, Garbage. I'm not well versed in Sonic Youth, but it was really funny, ironically, that uh, you brought that up and, and that was also on that list in the same week. But, Matt? That's retarded. <clears throat> what do you listen well, to, buddy? I would say, music wise, I've been really weirdly listening to like Nirvana. Is that weird? Yeah, Ooh. just kind of going back no. and kind of branching off from there. And I've just been really listening to things and just thinking in depth about their link and how important they are. So I mean, like branching off from Nirvana, like Weezer For sure. live, like post, like, yeah. like post Nirvana sort of what came <laughs> out of the remnants of that music movement, you know? Uh, and just thinking what a cool topic it would be to talk about grunge and post-grunge. Yeah. Okay. With 
without okay, so without uh, like spoiling a future episode, favorite Nirvana album, not just studio, wide open um, favorite Nirvana album. What the fucking name is escaping me right now? Uh, it's before Nevermind. <laughs> Fuck. I was gonna say Nevermind. The, the one with is Nevermind yeah, the one with the baby. Uh, my favorite's actually bef- mm-hmm. before that. It's got a. <laughs> No, before that. In before, utero. Before, in utero. Uh, no, in that, utero right? was the last album. <clears throat> in utero was 94? Yeah. 93? 91. Nevermind was 92? Um, no, their first ish? album. 91? Their first album is my favorite 91? album, actually. Bleach, thank you. Bleach? Thank you, yes. Bleach. Yeah. That okay. happens to be my favorite Nirvana album. Sailor? What's yours? Never mind. Okay, I'm gonna go out of the box. My favorite Nirvana album is their MTV okay. Unplugged. I thought that their the way that they transformed their songs on that Unplugged album was brilliant. I mean, to be able to, it's one thing if you listen to their album and they're great musicians. I mean, you got, I mean, you can't take that away from them. But the fact that they they didn't just play the same song live. They completely transformed their songs into com- I would I mean, agree with totally that, different. Yeah. So- I mean, it's 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 an incredible, uh, it's an incredible album. What grabs me about that, just that album. album really quick is that it's more, it's more a case study on a man who is near the end of his rope. As well you can, said. if you watch it, mm-hmm. if you watch it live, and you or, watch his mannerisms, and you watch how he performs these songs, you can tell that it's just a case study on him more so than the band. Or is it a case study on a man who possibly may have about to be murdered? Oh boy! Bum, I knew you were gonna bum, do that. Oh, we should wait. Yeah. That's a good show. Theory. We should do that because I watched that stupid <laughs> yeah. documentary. I don't know. Uh, oh man, I have, we should I talk. Listened, I hate yeah. her, by the way. I hate her, by the way. <laughs> I cannot stand that batch. Several oh, conspiracy totally. theories on on that whole situation. They're pretty funny. Some of them are really <laughs> yeah. off the wall. Oh, it's it. Uh, I mean, yeah, a lot of them are off the wall. Some of them are, but I. Somewhat believable. That's I what conspiracy you, theories that's, do. That's a fantastic. They're fun. Album. Fantastic. They're fun. Um, yep. Yeah, sorry. So anyway, moving on. on. So I, I, I was. Uh, I've been. I've been binging on. I, I got to a point last week where I got caught up on all of my podcasts, and my Audible credits don't renew until the twentieth of the month, and. So I had to, uh, I had to, I did a search and I binged on, uh, the science and health, uh, Ted talks Okay, Ed. <laughs> in, in, uh, in <laughs> iTunes. It's awesome. Okay. So he, uh, let me paint the portrait because I've been driving and I've been doing a three hour round trip for work for the last couple of weeks and yeah, I've been. I just I love the TED Talks. It's like fifteen minutes of just straight knowledge. I uh, love TED Talks as I, well. Yeah, so I've been binging. I started way back when I started back when they started in what twenty thirteen, and I've been uh, I've been working my way through. Um, I I listened to the uh, the business uh, ones 
a while back, but God, I don't know why I've been on such a science kick in the past few months. Interesting. I, 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 I'm fascinating. Yeah, I, I'm really fascinated with, uh, with is different that, Is that like science, Ted the so. Talking Bear? Yeah, that's what I've been doing. Movies? Yeah, no, precisely. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. I love to hear those is. podcasts in his um, voice. It's a cart. Yep, it's an, it's an animatronic <laughs> bear that uh, sits in front of a crowd and, and discusses, uh, you know, theories as to why uh, honeybees are becoming extinct. So, yeah. I mean, right. <laughs> what else would you want? <laughs> That's actually completely false. And, uh, yeah. Alrighty then. Let's move along. Shall we? Uh, is it oh me? Oh, boy. Am Where's Ed? Moving along? Well, this is, this, see, this is where Ed. Oh, got to me. I'm trying to be Ed tonight. I'm trying to do a good job. <laughs> okay. Trying so, to bring this train back to the tracks. It's time I, to think. I derail things. I know. That's what I it's, do. It's time to thank our listeners, shall we? So a huge thanks to all of our listeners out there. And please join us next week for another episode of Metal, Rock, and Whiskey. Matt? To all of our listeners, our fellow Metal, Rock, and Whiskey obsessors, we value your opinions and your feedback. Find us on Instagram at Metal, Rock, Whiskey. Send us your love, your likes, and please share your thoughts, reviews, questions, suggestions, concerns, and comments about the show. Please feel free to do the same on our Facebook page. Search Metal Rock and Whiskey and ask to join to continue discussions, participate in weekly polls, and sound off on the show. Find us on YouTube and please subscribe on iTunes. Oh! Hello! <laughs> oh no. Hello? Hello? Sh- oh! T- Torben? Shayla, are you back? Yes, I'm back, Torben. Oh, How are you? I read, motherfucker. Uh-huh. It's so good. Uh- <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm so sorry, Miss Mister Visky obsessor. It's okay, so I'll sorry. let it pass. Hey, Torben, can you give us just a second, and we'll let Matt finish, and then we'll oh, talk sure. to you in just I'm, a second. I, I'm sorry. Thank yes, you. Uh, so find us on YouTube, and please subscribe on iTunes. Give a review. Please don't be a douche like Gene or Axel or someone who calls in. Don't say it. That's okay. <laughs> sorry, I, I, apo- I apologize. Torben called in and you know he's over he's over in Denmark so the with the time change and everything it's just kind of like hey will you call in within this window so he obviously didn't know that that's we were, okay we, we love you know, him we love time, him so yeah my my apology my phone rang I didn't mean to like answer it right into the podcast I just needed to answer it so that he Jake it's know, okay could be linked he is so. a sponsor my apologies it's okay Sorry. yeah yeah uh, he, uh, well, so give us yeah. that five star rating uh, you can also follow us individually on Instagram. Yours truly at the Whiskey Obsessor. That is Whiskey Save the E. Sailor. Yes, you can find me on the internet as Sailor Retro. Jake. Uh, you can find me at uh, at bourbon.spartan on Instagram. You can also find our Patreon at patreon.com slash metalrockwhiskey. You can... Uh, you can throw a tip in the hat, as we like to say, and help us uh, keep this podcast moving along. There's some great giveaways as well on our Patreon page. And um, I think, uh, <clears throat> I guess if we're talking about supporting the show, then we should probably go back to uh, Mr. Torben 
Ulrich, who is one of our sponsors on this show. And we certainly, <clears throat> I mean, guys, it's been great having somebody of his status on on this show to support us. So uh, I guess without further ado, should we, should we bring back Torben and let him discuss maybe what's going on with uh, with him? Yes, I think we have five minutes left before we have to wrap it up. Okay. So, Torben, talk Torben, to us. Torben, did you hear that? We got we got five minutes. Are you good good with five minutes? Hey, you there? Yeah, Torben. Torben, you there? Oh, I hear. Are, we're here. are you guys there? Can you hear me? Yes, we're here. Oh, oh, so Welcome back. Oh, sorry. Sorry, interrupt us. Uh, the time change. I was, I was just, just playing some tennis. And Were you I, playing with your friends, uh, Levi uh, and Val? who else? Yes, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's a, it's our, it, it's our normal game. I, I don't want to be redundant, but you guys record on the same day that we have a weekly game with with Val and I, and 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 of course Levi is there. You know, judging is. With his one, you know, his blind eye. <laughs> He's, he did not have a good night tonight. Oh, no, what happened? <clears throat> huh. Well, he just, I mean, he just, his calls are just terrible. It was clear <laughs> that I was just pounding Val, and he just, just couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well... Can you tell us a little bit about your product? Um, since you're our sponsor, oh, um, I yes. believe you have a you have a ball cream. Oh yes, of course. So as we talked about before, I have the uh, the ball cream, which really just helps uh, make the balls nice and lubricated, and and they spin and and just clear the net so to speak just fantastically of course we also talked about the uh uh the the grip the 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 grip lube as well that's the g-string which helps you get a handle yes yes of course yes that that is ah that's the secret right there Oh, wow, that sounds fantastic. Um, yes. You know, if you I, could send it to us, maybe one of us will play tennis and we'll try it out and let the listeners know what we think of it. Oh, that would be fantastic. And I've been, the, you know, I, I work with a lab here in, in Denmark, and we've been just trying to figure out other products. Do you guys maybe have some products in your mind that could help your average tennis player be better? I'm just I I'm just trying to maybe you guys have a you have a a a, a face face group right yes we have a we have a face yes. face face we have a Facebook group yes oh uh, yes yeah uh, yes. sorry t- yeah we can certainly ask our listeners what what they maybe they could tell me some products we should be working on that's a good idea yeah we'll we'll definitely let the listeners weigh in on uh, other than ball cream. And uh, G string cream oil. Wait, what oil? Sorry, pardon, yes, this is G string oil. It helps. It helps relieve the tension on the on the strings of your racket. 
I, I see. Yes. yes. I mean, that's important to relieve you the need tension. To, you need to loosen that string so you can have access to the best shots. Okay. Well, we look forward to uh, receiving a sample and we look forward to polling our face-face group and seeing what other products you might want to put into development. Do you, do you have any last comments for uh, the listeners? Anything you want to you say before we go? Well, I think it's. Uh, I always love to, you know, give my give my Sean uh, some some love because you guys love him as you do. So I love to tell oh, him yeah. to, f- you know, yeah, we do we love, I love your hashtag of the Fuku- Fukushu uh-huh. Lars, um, <laughs> and Sean, I love you, and you are greatest drummer ever. <laughs> so uh, I guess that's all I have to say. Well, thank you so much for for being our sponsor, and thank you for appearing on the show weekly, and we're happy to have you, and uh, we hope to call in again for another show, and uh, maybe you can bring your friends next time. Oh, yes, it it is my pleasure. You know, uh, Levi and Val, uh, so I... I actually call you guys because the time frame, I'm actually in locker room and Levi and Val, they're in the shower cleaning up after the sweaty game. So um, I will go take care of that after this call. You go you go take oh, care of that, okay. Torbs. You do that. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. So, all right, guys. I, I love you. Have fun. Well, thank you very much, Torben. You take care now. Bye. Oh, wow, what a, what a class act. Right? Dude, when is he gonna? Fi- he's gonna figure out one day that we're actually saying "fuck you, Lars," because yep. Lars is gonna tell him. Well, you know, I mean, maybe it's a and that we're making a joke of him. translation issue, or you know, I think it didn't. At one point, he made the comment of like, you know, why would you, you know, offer to f somebody if you didn't love them? Well, maybe that's maybe that's how he sees it. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I guess maybe so. it's maybe yeah. speaking literally. I think literally instead of figuratively. Is, yes. I mean, Christ. Hey, either way, he's he's supporting the he's supporting the show. So you know, if if I mean, I guess if that's how he sees it, then, I mean, not yeah. to, to each their own, you know. Oh, I mean, in, in our own way, I mean, we 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 love we have a love hate with Lars, so mm. he can just be on the love side. Sure, I think mine. I'm sure you that. know. I'm sure him and Lars had their time when Lars was, you know, a rambunctious teenager who you know just yeah really wanted to you know strike out on his own and yeah. play basic i don't want to play tennis and... dad <laughs> <laughs> i want to play the drums Alrighty then so well, well thank you to everybody uh who stuck around with us but you know at the end here we are we had a, a an interesting discussion about uh, a couple of complete yeah. douchebags. And thank you to but, Ed for uh, editing this. <laughs> or he will have to edit this, yeah. You can yeah, find yeah. him Absolutely. at Bourbon Ed, Geek. Ed, you Ed got is... your work. You got your work. You got your work yeah, cut he's out a, for you. He really does with us. We're a freaking mess. He's yes. he's Bourbon Geek on Instagram. He, he posts some great stuff. Go check him out. But uh, we, need to, we need to shut this down before Ed gets mad at us for having too much, you know. Content so. to edit. <laughs> Our glasses are empty. Tip your waitress, we're out. See ya. Bye. Oh, and fuck you, Lars. <laughs>